Ladies and gentlemen, before we get into the world's number one sports and recreation podcast, I want to give a big shout out to the good people at Indochino um, who are doing something special. Yes, I'm talking about, you can't go, listen, if you want to be mage, if you want to walk into a room the way I did when I showed up uh, on the Hell in a Cell kickoff show or look like the Dipperstein, you can't get stuff off the rack. You gotta get made to measure suits. I can't tell you how different the fit is than when you get it made to measure. And Indochino is the world's most exciting made to measure menswear company. They make suits and shirts to your exact measurements for an unparalleled fit and comfort. And they just look better, to be honest. So here's what we have for you this week. Right now, all cheap heat listeners get any premium Indochino suit for just three fifty nine. Yo, that's an amazing. Honestly, that is such a good way to spend three fifty nine. If you're someone who needs to wear suits, it is going to be so different wearing something that fits you right. So go to Indochino.com and enter Heat at checkout. Okay, fifty percent off regular price for made to measure premium suits. Only three fifty nine. That's an incredible deal. Deal three fifty nine. So go to Indochino right now. When you go to the website, Indochino.com, when you check out, make sure you type in heat. They got casual clothing. They got all kinds of stuff. But that deal for the suits, that's crazy. Shout out Indochino. Now, it's time. Yes, sir. We promised you a great man. Yes, SGG, back yet again with another edition of Cheap Heat. My name is Peter Rosenberg. I'm joined by Tony Statless. There oh, he yeah. is. There he is. How the hell are you, SGG? I'm doing great, P. How you doing? You know, listen, uh, I'm good. I'm good. You know, not the best week of uh, television. But uh I'm alive. You're alive. The weather's nice out. It's fall time. Everyone's got stuff going on. Every one of the listeners has drama. There's people have real life. People people get sick. People pass away. Child children are born. Bar mitzvahs are had. Weddings. All these things. Life, Greg. Life is happening. Yeah. I life hope comes that, at you fast. Super fast. And I hope that Cheap Heat helps you uh Stay even and have a place where you can zone out for an hour um, and relax. Shout out, by the way, also, if you're going to be able to do that and relax this week. It's courtesy of our friends also at JCPenney. Yes, Cheap Heat this week brought to you by JCPenney. Guys, at JCPenney, you can find all the great looks, whether you're in the office or on the go. Raise your game with collections by Michael Strahan or relax and look good on the weekend with MSX by Michael Strahan exclusively at JCPenney. JCPenney. Style and value for all. And yes, my entire wardrobe is made by Michael Strahan in some way. That's what I try every day. <laughs> I try every day when I wake up to make sure it's all Strahan. Now, Greg, a lot to get to. Let's just not waste time because on the shows this week, we'll get to some stuff, but not a particularly special week. So I say we jump right in with what was the big argument on the group chat, the Jew World Order. And also mm-hmm. on the internet, and that is the incident in ring between Brie Bella and Liv Morgan. Do we have an update on the health of Liv Morgan? Liv Morgan, uh, per TMZ, who contacted, you know, WWE officials, quote unquote, um, Liv Morgan suffered a concussion on Monday Night Raw during the match and, um, is now you know, going to go through their concussion protocol and uh, she will not be allowed to return to the ring until she's cleared by, you know, medical medical officials, which is unfortunate, especially considering um, evolution is is so close. But um, But not only that, Super Showdown, I believe she has a match. She does. You There's the, the, the Bellas, the Bellas, uh, and Ronda against the Riot Squad. Yeah. So this is a big, a big month for um, 
for Liv Morgan and the, and the entire Riot Squad. So it's an unfortunate timing. Yeah, that is a bummer. That is absolutely a bummer. And I guess, you know, a lot of people on the internet um, instantly, of course, just started saying Brie Bella is a danger. We need her out of here. This, that, and the next. And I was upset about that because obviously your number one concern when something like this happens is for the health and safety of Liv Morgan and that she's okay. Yes. Um, that's the, the most important thing. And she's a really sweet person and um, always just seemed really cool. So that bummed me out. Um, but then, yet people just felt the need to really, really attack, um, the Bellas and, and it, and it bothered me because, you know, I said this on Twitter, but I'll, I'll say it here because no, who cares about Twitter? I don't believe that most of us as fans, even if we're really intense fans and we study the business and we love it and we do interviews and make it a part of our lives the way we do here on Cheap Heat. I still think the one thing that most of us don't purport to really understand, and if you do, I think you're generally a fraud, um, is how things work in the ring. So when I saw that happen, the first thing I did was reach out to a professional. And I said, yo, what happened there? Um, and they said... According to this professional, Liv cannot lean forward like that and let her head drop. If your head drops, you're going to get kicked in the face. Um, now, I'm not casting blame at Liv Morgan. It's, it's a, a terrible circumstance that she has to suffer through. And she certainly doesn't deserve to get buried either. Right. But, but the fact that people are such A, Bella haters... And B, quote unquote smart marks who really don't know the inner workings of wrestling. That's the difference. That's why the term is smart mark and not, it's not more kind. Because if you think you know it, but you really don't understand the inner workings part, admit you're just a fan and turn to other people who know better. And I had this thought today and I, I really think it sort of applies. And like, like, you know, Kanye West, right? People have used the Unfortunately, term, I do. People have used the term genius to describe Kanye West, right? Mm-hmm. And it's because he's a musical genius. But he's heard the term applied to himself. And then he spent, you know, the better part of this year trying to give history lessons and, you know, political commentary because he thinks he's just a genius across the board. And smart marks are the same way. We... They call us smart marks because we know and understand that it's scripted. And so in that one instance, we're in on what happens in the business. But because we have that level of knowledge, you know, smart marks feel like they can talk about things that happen in the ring or, you know, and by, things and Greg, that happen and Greg, backstage and contracts. And Greg, to jump into that, um, and what's the second word of the term you're using? Mark. You yes. still like you, you still, still so much of it that we don't know. So like And you still well, and you way, still you still see someone get hurt and assume that if someone got hurt, the person who did it had to be the person they were wrestling. Do you realize how inherently marky that is? That's that means you think it really is combat. And you're always blame you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's <laughs> it's like that's why I, I bought, it took me to Kanye West because it's like, okay, so we know some things and as well versed as we are in this idea that like it's scripted and we have everything grounded in that, there's just so much of it that we don't know. Like, you know I, I, I'm a Greg, I'm, I'm constantly, I still don't understand how the magic happens. Even when I'm there, even when I'm in the arena during the day, you know, um, privileged enough to sit in the crowd and uh, sit in the stands inside the arena while people are going through stuff, I still don't understand it. I still don't get how 
they're able to do what they do the way they do it when they get in that ring. And if I'm not able to get that as close to it as I am, you think I believe that you, Jackwagon J, with 130 followers, because you yell, it's Bree's fault. Yeah. You know, you know what you're talking about. You and just don't know. You don't listen. And I'm not saying I know. I'm just saying I asked. And then I thought about, <laughs> Oh, what makes these kicks look different than other ones? Or for example, do you remember when Maurice and Miz in the tag match when they took them simultaneously? Yeah. It, it was not the best looking moment of a wrestling match, but if you were to go back and watch, you'll see how Maurice is standing, like, sitting so upright because she doesn't want to take a kick to the face. You have to be out of the way. And um, who knows what happened that led to Liv slipping down a bit. I'm not blaming her either. Things happen. But my point is, it's not it's not Brie just recklessly kicking someone in the face. And I think that's that's the important thing, too. Like, you know, people... In not just this situation, but in any situation, people try to like rush to blame so they can set down a fault. And I don't, I think this is one of those situations where it's just like an accident that happened. Like it, Brie didn't intentionally kick her in the face twice. And, you know, I don't think Liv meant to put her face in the path of a kick. It's just like, I think Obviously, it boils down yep. to the, the chemistry that they have together, you know, and that accidents can happen like those two things, because I mean, yep. people have been anti Bella for the longest time and even more so now that they came back. And, um, you know, people pointed out the suicide dives from a couple of weeks ago. And that, too, I don't think is a 100 percent on Brie and B, I think it just also boils down to chemistry, because like I said, to me. It looked like Sarah Logan should have been closer so that the spot looked like it was a, you know, a forearm spot that she stopped the suicide dive. But because they don't have that chemistry, it just didn't come across that way. And then this, the one right after that, it just looked like the riot squad didn't catch her. And again, because they don't have that chemistry, they probably just expected her to fly farther than she could have. You know, they would have known that if they worked more together. And I think as they get more comfortable together, things like that won't happen but it's not a blame thing i don't necessarily think it's ring rust on breeze part or inexperience on the riot squad's part i think it just boils down to chemistry and you know the high pressure situation of being on monday night raw and you know like us like we just said accidents yeah listen happen and and no one you know i don't think anyone's going to confuse brie bella with uh, eddie guerrero anytime soon but at the same time um, yeah, the Riot Squad are pretty new, man. Like, this is, it's just, this stuff happens. And yes, I, I've been critical. I thought of when Brie came back, I was like, ooh, those suicide dives looked a little crazy. Now, I was referring to the fact that on one of them, she caught the rope and kind of went straight down, which is yeah. why they, but it was a mix of them also not being close enough. So like, listen, these things happen and it's just annoying. And why everyone hates on the Bellas for coming back, you know, I, I, I don't know if you guys realize this, but like, the women's evolution and the pay-per-view evolution is made bigger and better by the Bellas being there. You know, if, if you don't yeah. like them and, and you don't think like, you know, I, I, it's... I talk, I talk to Nikki about this pretty regularly. I mean, they are, re they really do love wrestling. Yes, they're taking advantage of all the opportunities that are being handed to them in other ways in mainstream stuff for sure, but, as they should. But they should though. And like, these are the first the Bellas are the first women um, who have created a brand like that without having to to pose nude. And not nothing against the women who did, you know, Sable and those women like that. But like the Bellas did it on their own. And then when when men did it, there was no issue. You know what I mean? Like the same way there was no issue about Sean posing in Playgirl. There should have been an issue about any women posing nude the same way that Hulk Hogan and The Rock can go on to Hollywood and create these brands that are bigger than wrestling and it doesn't count against them when they show up on WWE TV. The Bellas did that. 
And when they do that, they bring eyeballs back to the product. Now, does that mean that it changes the product in a way? So now, like, we have to share our toys with Total Divas fans. But that's okay, because we already have to share wrestling with kids and, you know, these different demographics. And WWE is really trying to speak to everybody. Now, every segment doesn't resonate with everybody, but in every segment, there is a section of the audience that's like, okay, I thought that was cool. With you 100%, that was very well said, that comparison as well. So anyways, just stop being such whatever. And by the way, there are other like the, there are other people on the roster who we could talk about, people they've actually hurt. And it doesn't feel like those people got attacked in the same way the Bellas do. People that we love, men and women, who ended the in-ring career or came very close to it of other people from work that happened. I don't remember them getting this sort of attack. So the Bellas just have to be perfect. And that's the be- exactly the Bellas just have to be perfect. <laughs> Anyways, live their problem. Get better. Get better. Live. Um, what else, Greg? Outside the ring, or people? What are people talking about? So, Sasha Banks was um also injured at some point, um, but the information on this is very scarce because WWE has been really vague about it. In fact, all they've said was that Sasha Banks um, is injured and had to be replaced in the mixed match challenge by Mickey James. So. That's really all the information that anyone has at this point. Yeah, no one exactly knows what's going on with her, um, which is a little worrisome. But, man, Greg, a lot of stuff going on as we head towards evolution, huh? Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping this was like a nagging injury kind of deal so that they just, you know, told her to take a couple of, couple of days off, a couple of weeks off, and then come back ready to go for evolution i really hope it wasn't a situation where something happened in the lead up to all of this that you know caused her to have to sit this one out all right what else going on um mia yim signed a wwe contract um impact wrestling fans would know her as jade and uh it seems she signed a contract um very recently and has has in fact been down at the performance center so you know we might see her more regularly on WWE TV any day now. But she also did advance in the May Young Classic last week, so you're definitely going to see her some more on that. Oh, good for her. I enjoyed her in the May Young. Yeah, I did too. Um, so I'm interested to see where where she ends up. I've been avoiding spoilers, so like, even though I know most of the rounds have, are done and that information is out there, you know, <laughs> see, I'm looking for her to go... Far. All right, and uh, SGG, I know that uh, Hulk Hogan and Shawn Michaels were in the news this week as well. Yeah, there there are rumors um, surrounding both of them and potential returns to to um, the WWE. Uh, Shawn Michaels is going to be at the Super Showdown in Triple H's corner, but there's speculation that he will actually have a tag team match with Triple H at Crown Jewel against the Brothers of Destruction, Undertaker and Kane, and then he will wrestle Undertaker um, at Survivor Series one-on-one. Interesting interesting that Sean, if he is to come back, first of all, let me just say I'm surprised. If this happens, I'll be surprised. I never thought Sean would come back. Um, It's been a long time. Um, I just did not expect this. And also, if it happens, I- I'm sort of surprised it would be a an Undertaker thing. Yeah, same. I I feel like they told that story really well, and uh, it was sort of perfect. And they could have got away with just leaving it alone. Um, but, um, yeah, it, it just seems like. They did that for for two years, no? Well, yeah. Yeah, they did. Uh, Two WrestleManias in a row. And um, the build to both of them were great. The matches were great. Um, The history was there. And then, you know, 
he rode off into the sunset at the perfect time. By the way, time, by the way, and the, and then after that, he came back and refed one with Triple H. Yeah. Like there's just so, so much. It just feels that the story feels, you know, you feel like what people want would be like Daniel Bryan or AJ Styles. Yeah, and with Daniel Bryan, there's a story and a history there too. So that one could make That's, sense. Um, I would, but, love, I would love that. I would love, you know, something like that. But anyways, still interesting yeah. nonetheless. And I imagine, you know, based on what everyone's heard about, you know the Saudi Arabia show and what's been asked. I just, I think everyone expects we'll see Hogan at, at some point at one of those. Yeah. Yes. Um, especially because a tweet was sent out. Um, the Saudi sports minister tweeted out about the this. event with a yeah. picture of, of Hulk Hogan. Um, so I don't it, know, he, you know, if there's anybody who would know what's going on, it's this gentleman. And, uh, Excuse me. It seems to be indicating you know, I don't know any that at least he so. wants but, to see Hulk Hogan. Um, yeah, listen, if they're going to use Hulk Hogan, I think that's um, probably the spot. Um, like something like a crown jewel. Um, Far away from like the racial. Yeah, and like it's and it's still like. Um, it's it's not the same as him showing up on Raw or even at a big American pay per view. To be honest, yeah. I, Can I, think, I say I mean, though, like I think it'll be different. I do Go think ahead. it's strange. Like what what year are these guys getting their wrestling? If like I know. they could ask for anybody and they ask for Hulk Hogan or like you know what I mean. But even before that, you know, there were reports that they wanted Yokozuna at the. Um, the greatest Royal Rumble. It's like, what? are they, they stuck were, in they, like a certain period? Ninety four, bro. They will yeah, not get crazy. out of nineteen ninety four. So crazy. I know yeah. that is that is super random. Um, yeah, like they didn't demand The Rock or Stone Cold. Yeah, they asked for Ultimate Warrior, Yokozuna, and Hulk Hogan. I mean, yeah, okay. I I mean, listen, they're committed to ninety three. Their they, Wrestle WrestleMania nine was their. Uh, was their joint? <laughs> WrestleMania nine was their WrestleMania three, I guess. Like that was their WrestleMania three, exactly. Yeah, it wouldn't be my uh, top choice, but hey, <laughs> yeah, hey, but you know, like I said, there's something for everybody. Um, Yo, by the way, I, I want I want to put out another thing for you to uh, ponder. I got to tell you right now, in our in our game of whose hand would Greg grab off a building, I am starting to believe. That Kanye West and Hulk Hogan would become an interesting dilemma for Greg. No, this you haven't named anyone who I'm willing to be like. Okay, I'll grab this person. I know Kanye. Saying. Well, Kanye. I started thinking about Kanye too because, like, what's worse? Someone who says something, someone who gets recorded saying something terrible. And does like just a really crappy job apologizing for it, but completely stays away from the the subject at hand, or someone who just continuously says detrimental things over and over. Yeah, and that's the messed up about the Hogan thing, right? Hogan was definitely the worst. Maybe Omarosa came close, but Hogan was like definitely solidly the worst. But at least he's trying to distance himself from it. Like he's trying to run from it. Like you know what I mean? His his my bad was probably the worst I've ever heard, but at least It was no, it was like, a, it was a poorly done my bad, but he knew it was bad. <laughs> right. Like at least <laughs> he just he messed up the execution of the my bad. It's not like the next week another tape came out. <laughs> right, but Kanye and and Omarosa and all these people are just like, like the truth shuck and jive like every week. That that's just not even. I mean, Kanye, Con, Kanye last night felt like tweeting about how he. Did you see this? I did. He should have defended this this dude who I didn't even know he knew, who um 
who was accused of sexual assault. And there was a horrible video of the dude. And he, and last night, the night before, we're, we're recording this on Thursday, right before the hearings that are going on right now, arguably the most important moment in the Me Too movement, one of them. <laughs> right. He decides to tweet, I should have defend this dude who was accused of sexual assault and there was a tape? Like a really yeah. bad, terrible tape? What? Like, am I, I have to continue to believe this is all coincidence? And he's I not mean, really with, with the bad guys? He's either really with the bad guys or he's really dumb. Um, but I will say this, man. Kanye West doesn't read at all, so I'm not going to expect him to be able to read the room because that was just a bad, bad time. I mean, talk about not realizing what the hell's going on. Um, all right. SGG. So are we, let's, let's get into, uh, what, I, I, we're going to get to mailbag pretty quickly today because next week will be our go home for Super Showdown. Yes. Next week we'll have another Undertaker HBK episode to talk about. Because that's happening on Raw next week. So we're going to get to mailbag shortly, which will get us through a lot. What from inside the ring this week did you think was most important to talk about? Oh, man. Um, I really feel like the AOP and the Shield, like, they looked really good together. Um, And I would definitely want to see more of that. That's a good call. That's a good call. I did enjoy that. And it was a big moment for AOP. All of yeah. a sudden, all of a sudden, I was like, whoa, they're like a credible main roster tag team. Whoa, okay. They don't look like NXT guys who are here. They look like the real deal. Yeah, no, they, they showed up and like, they, they were dominant. They were everything that Drake Maverick said they were. They were everything that they said they were before Drake Maverick even showed up, honestly. Um, and yeah, it's, it was just cool to see them in the ring with with the shield. Um, you know, Baron Corbin was there too, but he's there every week, you know. But those two, like, yeah, they they need to stick around and do more in their main event scene. Um, all right. I, you know what? Let's move to mailbags. I feel like almost every person that we would talk about from the week will be in one of these questions. And uh, before, before we get to mailbag SGG and Black Power Rankings... I also want to give one final shout out to stamps.com. These days, you can do practically everything on demand, like our podcast, whenever you want. Did you know you could get postage on demand? You can. Stamps.com. All right? Super duper easy to do, okay? With stamps.com, you can access all the services of the post office right now from your desk from your house, wherever. Buy and print real U.S. postage for any letter or any package. All available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Just click print, mail, and you're done. Stamps.com will even send you a digital scale. You can weigh your letters and packages and print the exact amount of postage every time. Matter of fact, I have to do this. I need to jump on Stamps.com because i got to send my boy at Wrestling for Sale a few shirts that I have for him. So I'm going to jump on Stamps.com right now. And when I do it, I'm going to treat myself and use the code HEAT for a special offer, a four-week trial, including postage and a digital scale. So, stamps.com, um, click the radio microphone at the top of the homepage, type in the word HEAT. So, they'll send you a four-week trial. It includes postage and a digital scale. So, go to stamps.com and use the word code HEAT. And by the way, speaking of wrestling shirts, shout out to my man, uh, WWF Plug. Who's a great follow as well? It gets a lot of heat. Greg, I just got a piece or t- I just got two pieces from him that I've been wanting for a long time. Where's, is um, that the one that's based out of the UK? That's right. That's right. But he'll ship overseas. He's got a website too. Go to WWF Plug. Follow him on IG. As a matter of fact, send him a DM and be like, I started listen- following you because Rosenberg was talking about how dope you are. Um, cause I want to send him some love. Um, I paid a good pretty penny for the pieces I brought <laughs> bought from him. So Yo, you got to get it from across the pond. It's not it's not shipping well, local. And he found he had. You know, I have the '92 Wembley Stadium SummerSlam shirt. 
I've always had that, the white one. It has a U.S. flag and a U.K. flag um, or an English flag. Um, and it just no, says UK all the right. – Whatever. And it says all the information. There's not a there's not a, there's a UK flag. It's not an England flag. There's both. The English flag is a white background with a red cross, and then the UK flag. If you look at it, it's a blend of um, the crosses from the three different territories. Scott, the Scottish flag that you see Drew McIntyre walk out with, with like the. I like how you're tying this in, into wrestling, so we so we can figure it out. No, nah, it's true though. Like the English flag is just a white background with the red cross, and then the Scottish flag is. Um, the blue background with the white X, and then I believe it's um, Northern Ireland's flag in there. I forget who the third cross is for, but there's three crosses on the flag, and that's the Union Jack that everybody thinks of as the UK flag, but the English flag is the separate um, white and red. Um, well, thank you for that, SGG. I did not expect that, Sir Sir William Regal, Greg. Um, <laughs> I call him Steven Stat guy. You call him William. Whatever you want. But, um, <laughs> exactly. So I I had the um I had that shirt the, with the flags on it. But WWF plug had the black shirt that has all the logos, but has a the picture the split pictures of Hitman and Davy Boy. Mm. And I've been, I've been wanting that for a long time. Andy had the jacket. The Wembley Stadium jacket that I've had wanted for a long time. I know Sam got one from him a few years ago because you know that was Sam's first pay per view. Sam, randomly enough, lived in England as a kid, and his first pay per view was Wembley Stadium. I didn't know he lived there. I thought I thought it was more baller than that. He's just like, yeah, I'm going. He was in no, Manchester. no, no, like, <laughs> no. He no, he was like six. Um, <laughs> yeah. He was just like, yo, I'm going, fam. Not nah, Sam randomly lived in England um, for a while. Yeah, I don't know. Like some of his life in England, the rest in Westchester. But so I've, uh, that, I'm so jealous of that. That's such a great first pay per view to go to. One of my all time favorites. So anyway, shout out to WWF plug. Let's get to this mailbag real quick. Um, a lot of people reaching out. As always, I'm thankful, and hopefully they're not all repeats. Um. Okay. A couple of people wrote me about um. Different titles for last week's episode, of course, Greg. We knew that would happen. <laughs> Andy, Andy said, m- 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 "Mail." How about this one? The Bex there is, the Bex there was, and the Bex there ever will be. Pretty good. Yeah, too long for iTunes, though. I feel like it's a good point. It's a p- good point, SGG. Um. Steven writes, mail. I wanted to add to your mail spot last week. People might regard me as, quote, highbrow. I work at the Cultural Institute of a British University, but I'm also a big WWE fan. This is also Steven Regal. I love opera. My girlfriend and I are going to production of Tosca this weekend. I feel richer for enjoying both. It's a crying (laughs) shame. If anyone thinks that enjoying one precludes enjoying the other, or that one is good culture and the other is bad, all culture is good. In many ways, opera and pro wrestling are similar, but the better high art comparison might be with ballet, because both are collaborative art forms in which incredible athletes tell stories through movement. But structurally, Wrestling has the most in common with classical Greek tragedy. The superstars play the role of the heroes, warriors of superhuman strength, often with a fatal flaw or weakness. The management and promoters are the gods, willful, sometimes good, sometimes evil, aiding (laughs) or hindering the mortals in their challenges. The role of the chorus is taken by the announce team, observing and commenting on the action taking place in the squared circle slash on the stage. Stay mage, Steve. Great message, Steve. And it was Steven. Wow, I was joking. Hmm. Um, Last week, who is this? A real big E writes us. Mail. 
Triple XL Big E writes, I have an exciting look on the Mixed Match Challenge, a.k.a. Shuck and Jive Live. (laughs) (laughs) He said, shout out to Money Mella and R-Truth. But first, can I commend SGG on the noticeable and renewed vigor with cheap heat? It's very palpable through my headphones. You are not Tony Statless. Cheap heat is delivering. And open late on complex has even snuck into my weekly viewing habits. Anyways, the Mix Max Challenge vehicle seems to be ushering in reality-based personal friction featuring our favorite sports entertainment couples. Remember that stuff Linda McMahon and Vince did in the Attitude Era? That wouldn't fly now. It barely did then. But in today's WWE, can you imagine a Nikki and TV Cena rekindling their love on a pay-per-view? Perhaps even pulling off the kayfabe of the cinch? What if Daniel Bryan and Bree and the Miz and Maurice were a cheese and crackers app? If it led to a heated family feud with Cena, Nikki, Daniel, Bree. For a crescendo, picture a supremely heat magnet storyline. A tense, fractured Stephanie McMahon and Hunter. The places that could go. Any thoughts? Stay mage. And of course, enjoy yourselves. Thanks. A real big E. P.S. Time to go work off. 24 delicious chicken wings I ate this weekend. 24 is a lot in one sitting. I mean, listen, I'm not going to say I couldn't do it because I probably am capable, but we got to be mindful there. Eat. He didn't say uh, one sitting. He said this weekend. So he could have got a taste for it on Sunday after having a really good Saturday. You know, we just don't know. It's a really good point, Greg. Waited, waited to find your chicken-loving friend. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, listen. There is a lot of fun they are having on Mixed Match. I do sleep on it because I'm not super active with the, uh, what's it called? Facebook what? Yeah, the Facebook Live, right? Is that what it's? It's called something else. Facebook Watch. I think it's Facebook Watch. Yeah, I don't even have a Facebook, so I wouldn't even know, but it's on Facebook. But it eventually goes on the network too, right? I think so. Because I know last season's is there. It's there, yeah. It'll go there um, too. Listen, it, he's right though. There, it's a cool. There are some cool stories you could play out there. Um, to be honest, all all the vehicles that they have in WWE are useful. Are they all being used in useful ways? Well, it depends. And do we all pay attention to all of them? You know what I'm saying? Like there are things that make superstars cool. You know, like have you ever have you randomly watched an episode of Superstars? I have, yeah. and um, I feel like main yeah. event back in the day was good too. When like. They they had some really good matches on main events. So if you just want to watch a wrestling show, well, and I need to watch it more. I need to watch it more too because you also get to like, just like it feels like old school. It feels like a Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. Um, even though it's better matches than we grew up on. Anyways, a uh, good email. Thank you. Um, Eric writes, epic five minute defense of the art of wrestling on this week's show. I'm gonna play this for anyone who hates on wrestling in the future. Thanks for staying, Mage. Thanks, Eric. Don't know. He's talking about the uh, Emmys rant from last week. I don't know if that will oh, yeah. convince anyone, but I appreciate that. Dipperstein listened to it today and told me he legitimately ch- got choked up. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tori Lindsay writes us, male. Is our truth the original mumble rapper? I've legit never been able to understand anything but what's up. What's up? And now in your head, you're just waiting to hear Shuck and Jive. Thanks, yeah, SGG. that's all I hear now. So someone told me to read uh, a message offline, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to read. I'm going to read some of it online. I'm going to not listen to the request. And <laughs> just, I'm just going to say that someone wrote to tell the, to say what a mage gesture that Greg did for them. But uh. he said he doesn't. He doesn't want to put it out there because he doesn't feel like other people all asking for the same gesture. But he just said, what a word of praise for your cohort, SGG. I'm sure, sure you already know the kind man he is, but I just want you to know that he did X, Y, and Z. Didn't want to make a big deal about it, but for that, he's forever cemented on the Mount Rushmore of babyface broadcasters with this move. You're working with a class act. You know what? Well-deserved, SGG, and very, very true. You Thank are you. a class act. Um, I appreciate that. And he get. I mean, let's be honest. Though, let's not pile it on here. The man gets the baby face pops because of that. Okay, 
I mean, he's very beloved, as you can tell. Coming to the live show. Greg's over like gangbusters. <laughs> gangbusters is a good word. I like that. All right, Greg. Scott writes us. Mail. Hello, SGG and the Mage One. Scott from Boston here with a quick thought. While peeking through the rare t-shirts on my wish list, I stumbled on the Heart and Soul SummerSlam 1997 event t-shirt. Seeing the shirt made me remember how absolutely amazing the match between with Sean's involvement as special guest ref, the repercussions of Sean interfering in the match with Brett, Brett in the match, uh, the in-match storytelling between Taker and Brett, and the amazing matches coming out of SummerSlam. Um, this feud led to the first ever Hell in a Cell and set up the final chapter of Sean vs. Brett before Brett's departure. Despite the amazing and meaningful match, I never hear this classic discussed by Peckerheads or other Jay's podcasts. What's another classic sleep we're missing out on? A cheap heater since day one. Scotty Trashmouth. That's a nice name. Um, damn, so I haven't made it anywhere. Before we, you know, give our takes on the classics, another point about this match that people don't realize, but um, by winning that match, Bret Hart became the only person to win the Tag Team Championship, the Intercontinental Championship, and the WWF Championship, WWE Championship, at SummerSlam. Um, you know, Mr. SummerSlam, I say, Bret Hart for all the SummerSlam classics that he has. That name didn't quite catch on, but, you know, it is what it is. I'll admit, Mr. WrestleMania has a better ring to it. <laughs> Um, yeah. alright, what the, what is this message? Vince writes us. M- 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 mail. The subject is, still paying 15k to work the pre-shows? <laughs> Hi Peter and hello as well to Lord Gregory Nostat. I've been listening to the pod since the first era when the constructor of footwear was around and I've enjoyed what you guys do and following the show as it has evolved over time. I want to pass along a few quick comments, etc., and then one larger question. One of your best pieces of analysis ever is pointing out how slow Bailey runs to the ropes and corners. I never noticed before you said it, and now I can't unsee it. If Sam Roberts ever wrestled, would his finisher be the Schiller machine? I still love when a wrestler makes a reference to a bingo hall or drops the cut the music, hit my music line. Is there a more mage nickname then MYC, May Young Classic contestant, Miko Satamora going by the last boss. Killian Dane's new ring attire, Earthquake Jace. The question I have for you guys is, I just like that he just listed one thing after another. <laughs> what do you, what do you think is the main reason there's never any loaning cross promotional appearances between WWE and any larger promotions? He goes more into it, but I'm going to end it there because we're just running low on time. Um, why don't they promote with larger promotions? Because they don't have why don't, to. Like, why don't they? Or no, why don't they do like you know things where they take talent from a promotion and do something? I I just don't think they see it as worthwhile to use talent that hasn't been built up in the WWE universe because if it they don't see that as being meaningful on TV, and unfortunately, they're probably right. Yeah. there, There's one instance where, in my heart, I feel like they made... They should have done, like, a cross-promotional match. Um, and they didn't. But at the same time, I know why they didn't. And um, it was... This past SummerSlam, Chris Jericho said he floated the idea of Intercontinental Champion versus Intercontinental Champion match, uh, him versus Seth Rollins, and Vince passed. And um, I know I would have loved it. I feel like most of the fans would have loved it. Um, it's like you said, a guy who came up in their system, so there wouldn't have been too much to explain to too many people about who Chris Jericho is and what he's about. But I think maybe explaining to their larger audience, you know, the more casual fans, who the IWGP is, you know, what they are and why they should care about that championship just because Chris Jericho has it was probably more trouble than it was worth. Yeah, and listen, it was cool back in the day when WCW do those things, but I, I would challenge how much of an impact it actually had. 
All right, and, and I WWF have to... used to do those things back in the day too, but like you said, it's different time now. All right, I got to read one last email and then keep it moving and save the rest for next week. James writes, mail. Can I just ruin everyone's SmackDown live viewing for the next eight months? It's obvious that the Miz will continue to be underhanded in his interactions with Daniel Bryan. Miz should go over at Super Showdown and go on to face AJ Samoa Joe winner. AJ will prevail, setting up a nice feud going into the end of the year with the top face and heel AJ versus Miz. The Miz will beat AJ to become champion while Daniel Bryan feuds with Randy Orton or another top heel. This leads to Daniel Bryan winning the Royal Rumble and the two-month culmination of a feud that's lasted over eight years in WWE. The Miz versus Daniel Bryan as the main event at WrestleMania for the last time. Daniel Bryan wins, everyone's happy, and it's an even bigger WrestleMania moment for Daniel Bryan. I'm not a mark of Daniel Bryan, but, but, but me booking the territory like that is just money. Keep up the great work. Love the podcast, James. Yeah, James, I don't, no offense. I, Isn't I'm it not sort gonna of bury. obvious that that's where that's going? I mean, yeah, no offense. I don't want to bury you, James. I appreciate you. But I think everyone expects this culminates with the big WrestleMania moment um, yeah. of him winning the title at WrestleMania. I, the only question I have for you, Rosenberg, is when does Miz get his hands on the WWE Championship? Is it the Royal Rumble or before the Royal Rumble or, or you know, sometime after? That's a that's a great I think I think just before the Royal Rumble. I think when Daniel Bryan wins the Royal Rumble, you'll already know what's happening. And he'll have to go pick whether he wants, you know, like who he's going for or it won't be like that. I forget how they do it. They see that they go back and forth. Or you'll just know he's getting it, but like I think he'll know that he has to win the Rumble to face Daniel Bryan. I mean face the Miz. Okay. That's my thought. Um, all right, last, last one. Chike, Chike Nuoga writes us. Male. Hello, Mage One and Tony Statlas. Uh, fan from Nigeria is the subject. Chike from Nigeria here. Big fan of the podcast for a while now. First time emailer though. So I was watching Raw Tuesday because, you know, Africa. <laughs> <laughs> And and the promo for the Triple H Undertaker match came on, and I couldn't help but remember the conversation you guys had about the Emmys and recognition they should give WWE, especially for their promos. Because I got to say, I wasn't too excited about that fight until I saw that promo. Anyways, not to go too long on this email, but keep up the good work. Stay mage. You did invent this term, damn it, and enjoy yourself. Thank you, Chike, from Nigeria. And Greg... um. I feel like that's a perfect transition, and damn it, I know we have more to get to, but we'll do it next week. It's time for the Black Power Rankings. Uh, black, and I'm black, and I'm blacker than black, and I'm black, and I'm black, and I'm black, and I'm blacker than black, and I'm black, I'm blickety black, blacker than black, black, I'm blacker than black, yo, because I'm black, and I'm black, yo, I'm black, and I'm black, yo, and I'm blacker than black, and I'm black, yo, and I'm black, yo, and I'm black, So, I've got to give an honorable mention. To the one and only Kevin Hart, no relation to Bret Hart, um, because I did enjoy when he guest hosted Raw a couple of years ago, and I did enjoy seeing him come back um, with Tiffany Haddish to reference that, but not only reference that, but seamlessly tie it in to the movie they're promoting, and um, for reminding us all that he is forever a part of the WWE universe. He's going to get that honorable mention. Because I is, don't think he, I still don't think he knows how to step into the ring properly. No, his appearance on Raw was repug. His appearance in the what? Black Power Rankings, his appearance on Raw was repug. And his appearance in the Black Power Rankings may be even more repug than his appearance on Raw. And no. I love Kevin. That was not a memorable. Wait, which appearance Raw. on Raw? The Adam Rose from a few years ago, or he was the only on promo it. that he he was only on Raw once, correct? Right, right, right. Yeah, no, that I mean, was repug, but it was like hilariously repug, though. Uh, you know, well, I'm sure this will be debated as the weeks and months go roar on. I, listen, All right. I, I look back and laugh at that video often. Um, it's your, listen, it's your Black Power rankings. I, who am I? But, I I'm, I'm, ignore me. I'm the peanut gallery. <laughs> and at number three, 
is a gentleman that you may not have heard of. Um, I was only introduced to his ring work on Monday. Um, he's not a WWE superstar. He's an independent wrestling star, you could say, by the name of Darius Lockhart. And um, I got to tell the backstory. I was introduced to him by an article that my boy Tiger sent to me. And it was talking about, you know, his gimmick on the indies, which is just like very much in the vein of uh, Colin Kaepernick and, you know, Black Lives Matter supporter, Black Panther revolutionary. And then I saw his story and I saw what he was about and how he incorporated that into his ring work. And, you know, he sacrificed some bookings to do so and stick to this gimmick. And and then I went to find him on social media and saw that it was his birthday on Monday, coincidentally. I was like, you know, how can I not? Because as much fun as, you know, we have with wrestling, like if there's anybody that's embodying what the Black Power Rankings is supposed to be about, um, it is this gentleman who, unfortunately, I only learned of on Monday, but he's going in at number three. Um, in the number two. How, how's his work, by the way? How's the actual work? Oh, it's clean. I saw some matches on YouTube. Um, you can you can look it up. Darius Lockhart. He's. He's pretty good, um, and I know his career is just young. It's burgeoning, but I think, you know, if people can get past um, get past the gimmick, because I feel like that when you say Black Lives Matter, it's really still misunderstood. But if people can get past that and like look at his work, you'll see it's clean, and it can he can only get better. Um, well, hopefully, people want to get past it. Hopefully, people would like the gimmick. I mean, it's a little risky to do it on a big scale, just in terms of I don't know. People, you know, it, it would be pushing people, but it's a very cool idea. So shout out to him. Happy birthday, young man. Yes. Um, in a number two is Big E, who had a really good match um, with Sheamus this past Tuesday on SmackDown. Um, and, you know, you think of Big E as a member of the New Day. And, you know, you see them in those collectors and you forget that, like, yeah, as a team, they're strong. But, like, as individuals, they are really strong. And you forget that, you know, Big E can go when he's called in to go by himself. And um, speaking of the New Day, coming in at number one is Kofi Kingston, who set a new record um, this past this past weekend, he became the um, the person with the longest time spent as a tag team champion. Uh, you know, him and New Day set the longest reign for tag team champions uh, together recently in the modern era. And then, you know, now that they're tag team champions, he just passed Billy Gunn. For most days with a tag team title, it's at nine fifty three and counting. So shout out to him for for making history this week. Wow, that's big. I did not know that either. That's amazing. Shout out to Kofi. Good man too. Good father. Good gentleman. I'm a fan. Um, great power rankings. Uh, SUG. Um, Thank you. All right, I ha- I have to get my ass to work and get to a charity event. I'm in the middle of putting on a suit as I finish this podcast. SUG, um, do me a favor. Enjoy yourself. Oh, yeah. And stay mage.